You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Columbia. Hey, it's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Mompos. That's in Bolivar, five and a half hours south from Cartagena in the sweltering lowlands of the Magdalena River Valley. And this is episode 478 of the Columbia Calling Podcast. My very special guest this week is Dave Proctor of La Leyenda. That's the mountain bike race, a multi-stage event. First hosted some years ago here in the Coffee Zone, Colombian company. Very successful. And they're going to be giving us, well, Dave will be giving us the update, not only on his life, but also on how the mountain bike world well, takes them in and also how it is, how their company has expanded in the last few years. It's a real success story and a good news story here from Colombia. As you may have heard, I'm here up in Mompos. It's very hot, but at 36, 37, 38 degrees, I think it's nothing like Europe. So maybe come here for a refreshing summer holiday. Anyway, I'm here for the next three weeks, so our interviews will be coming from here. Next week's um, uh, interviewee will be Sarah Wheeler, the renowned travel writer who I had the good fortune of meeting here in Montpos earlier this year. I believe it was February or March. She's just had a book out, and she's also doing the autobiography of the biography of Jan Morris. So look up Jan Morris, and we'll be talking about all these things and her time in Colombia as a travel writer and what she saw and what she felt here. So very exciting to have someone of that caliber on the show in a week's time. So I'll leave it now with some messages from our sponsors, and then we'll go over to Emily Hart with the news from rainy London, but about Colombia. Of course, if you want to help us, that's www patreon.com forward slash Columbia Calling. Thank you again. The Columbia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. Dot com. We are also sponsored by BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own, just complete the form on the Columbia Calling website, that's www.columbiacalling.co, or the BNB Columbia Tours website, that's www.bnbcolumbia.com, and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive Colombian adventure. So that's bnbcolumbia.com and latinnews.com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. I'm Emily Hart and these are your headlines from Colombia for the week of Monday, July 17th, 2023. Deforestation in Colombia fell 29% in 2022 as compared to the year before, according to a government announcement this week. This means that the country is at the lowest level of deforestation since 2013 and is cutting deforestation at a higher rate than the set government target. The government has attributed the decrease in deforestation to work with local communities and criminal investigations into those suspected of financing destructive activities. Others, however, have suggested that dissident FARC groups have forbidden deforestation and burning in some areas, contributing to the drop in deforestation. 
Colombia has won its case against Nicaragua at the International Court of Justice, concluding years of maritime legal dispute over an area of ocean rich in fish and raw materials, including gas and oil. Judges rejected the Nicaraguan claim, which sought to extend their territory. The Colombian government argued that that would cause overlap with an archipelago that belongs to its territory and economic zone. The judgment underlined that Colombia has a continuous and integrated continental shelf running from San Andres to Cartagena. The decision cannot be appealed. President Gustavo Petro welcomed the decision as a great victory for Colombia and two former presidents also came out in celebration. However, in the wake of the announcement, the Raizal, Afro-Caribbean, Anglophone and fishing communities of the archipelago have appealed to the government to improve relations with Nicaragua. These communities say that the years of litigation at the ICJ have meant that their voices have gone unheard. They also say that the regulation of fishing in the area between the two nations does not properly serve them and that their food sovereignty is at stake. Ceasefire protocols have now been established between the government and guerrilla group the ELN, the Ejército de Liberación Nacional. This is part of ongoing peace negotiations, including verification and security agreements. Meanwhile, the Constitutional Court has agreed that there will be an open and democratic public hearing to deliberate the cases against the Total Peace Law. The Total Peace Law underpins the government's peace negotiations with various armed groups. If the cases against it succeed, processes with the ELN and the Estado Mayor Central, a FARC dissident group, will be left hanging. Only in exceptional cases of important policy are these public hearings held, such as, in recent years, the issue of glyphosate spraying. 213 women have been victim of femicide this year in Colombia. That's more than one a day. In 2021, 210 femicides were registered. In 2022, the figure tripled to 614 cases, and in just six months of 2023, more than 200 gender-based killings have been recorded. All of these figures are likely to be substantial underestimates of the scale of the issue. According to Medicina Legal, 10% of crimes committed against women in 2022 were committed by their partners. Domestic violence has also risen, according to the same source. Controversy this week as a book about the influential Char clan was withdrawn at the last minute by publishing giant Planeta. Laura Ardila, the book's author, claims she is being censored. The publisher has said, however, that they withdrew the book because they do not want to assume the legal risk of possible lawsuits for defamation. The book, called La Costa Nostra, reveals the history and practices which consolidated the Char clan as the most powerful family in Colombia. Planeta's literary editor resigned due to the cancellation of the book, and various freedom of expression groups have come out in protest, as well as 88 Colombian authors who came together to publicly ask Planeta to reconsider. President Gustavo Petro is in Europe representing the community of Latin American and Caribbean states, of which he is currently president. During his visit, he hopes to focus on energy transition and secure funds for the policy of total peace. He also announced this week that his cabinet will be moving to the Department of Arauca to govern from there from the month of September, hoping to repeat the approach taken in La Guajira last month. Bogotá has topped the global list for traffic in metropolitan areas, according to TomTom's new evaluation of 390 cities around the world. The average annual time spent by a vehicle during rush hour in Colombia's capital is 244 hours at an average speed of 19 kilometres per hour. According to TomTom, it's just over 10 days and enough time to read 48 books. Foreign direct investment in Latin America and the Caribbean increased by more than 55% between 2021 and 2022, reaching 225 billion US dollars, the highest value on record. Brazil received 41% of the total, followed by Mexico with 17, Chile with 9, Colombia with 8, and Argentina with 7. The US and European Union remain the main investors in the region. Those were your top stories for this week. Thanks for listening.
and we're back. This is Columbia Calling. I'm Richard McCall here in Bogota. This is episode seven, no, 478. We're not at 700 yet. 478. My very special guest this week is none other than Dave Proctor of La Leyenda. If I'm not mistaken, he's been on the show seven or eight times. We have at least a yearly catch up on what he's doing with La Leyenda. You'll remember it's the premier mountain bike multi-stage mountain bike race that started here in Colombia but has had excellent and incredible news over these last uh, couple of years but uh, Dave let's just give you the invitation here let's just give you the, uh, the you know the welcome welcome back on Colombia calling uh, thank you Richard thanks for having me on once again it's as we're just uh, you know catching up there and I, I think it's the seventh time I've been on we're building up to our sixth edition of the race so it's at least an annual call. Obviously, there's been <laughs> a pandemic and a few things in the middle, but um, you know, to to be having these annual annual chats or annual catch ups, yeah. being a podcast, you know, it's a great audience that you've got, and we love sort of updating them on how we're getting on. And there's always a bit of news to to tell yeah. everyone about. So yeah, it's great, great to be on Columbia Calling again and telling the world about Ladyenda. Well, I'm what I'm particularly proud of is that I think even in the first the first uh, edition of the La Leyenda, someone, a mountain biker somewhere else in the world, listened to the podcast and signed up. Is that is that not right? That is that is uh, correct. That was uh, Tony Van Marken, uh, who was actually an Everest summiter, and he this is our first ever edition of the race when we had uh, what 2016, 55 racers came from 13 countries. Uh, we've now got 500 racers. And one of them in the in the inaugural edition in 2016 was yeah it was Tony Van Marken who uh, from Canada, uh, and he we you know obviously new race saw our website who are these guys did a bit of research and found out about our podcast that we did I think in probably 2015 I think so yeah and that was one of the things that convinced him to sign up and he since came back in 2017 he was a and we you know we keep in touch with him regularly he's uh, he actually helped me out. Uh, with my master's that I finished a couple of months ago. So I uh, know he's a, a very, very valued customer of ours. And we know that the audience that you've got, people listen to it around the world. And that's, uh, you know, I mean, not, not that we do this for a sales uh, exercise at all, but it's good that, you know, people do listen to it and they, uh, yeah, they, they find out about La Dienda in Colombia and whether they come and do our race or they come and stay at your hotel in Montpost, Richard, or they go and visit, I don't know, Cartagena or whatever. It's all, it's all part of promoting Colombia and what, what the country has and, uh, what what it's got to offer? What what's his name again? Tony Van Marken. Tony Van Marken. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to look yeah, him I'll, up. I'll, I'll send him this episode definitely. <laughs> you know, great great customer of ours. A lot of time for him. He's uh, climbed the seven summits of the world. I think in was it in our it was in 2017 when he came back. We actually had three races that had all been up Everest. Uh, he raced uh, with a partner who'd also been up Everest, and we also had. Uh, well, Nelson Cardona, who's now coming back for his fifth edition, who I wow. mentioned previously, who's uh, got one leg, who's the only Colombian uh, with, a, with well, only only Latin America, I believe, with uh, an amputated leg who's climbed Everest as well. So, um, yeah, you know, it's the, the people you meet through the race are just awe inspiring, really, uh, very inspirational characters. That's incredible. That's so such good news, and I'm I'm really you know it's 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 something to me, you know, that someone's listening and someone then you know we can put people in touch, and this is what I hope out of the podcast uh, that that there's a way of connecting. And you know, episode four seven six we had uh, Paula Ferrero Acosta talking about her new startup in chocolate, Moshi Chocolate, uh, MoshiFoods.com. And uh, you know, you've been on since two thousand and fifteen, uh, and there's, there's been this obviously uh, growing relationship between us and and la leyenda and so on and um but before we plunge into it we've got to get into some personal context here dave first and foremost when are you getting married oh well, well, <laughs> i thought i'd come in yeah. come in from left field there yeah yeah this year no december this year we're getting well me and valentina who you've met obviously we stayed, yeah. stayed in a couple of years ago yeah, so a lot, lot, lot to organise, getting things together. Um, yeah, yeah, no. So are exciting. you organising or is she organising? Uh, I just I leave anything to do with colours or design to her. Anything <laughs> to do with the logistics, I sort of have a bit of a say. But no, she's <laughs> she's got a very very good taste in what we want, and you know we you know, sort of don't want this, we do want that, and we don't want anything uh, you know overtly ostentation or anything like that we just want a nice a nice occasion friends and family um yeah so we, we're getting things together for that and oh, fantastic uh, 
I'll be in touch with you about it as well soon. Ah, but thank you, uh, fantastic, I mean, the lovely Valentina, and I know she's she she'll be organising it, and the, the emotions are running high. The most stressful thing that you can do up until having children, but uh, the most stressful thing: wedding organisations, because suddenly the smallest thing becomes the greatest catastrophe say it's a napkin <laughs> you know something like that so a lot of people coming over from manchester uh quite a few people quite a few of my friends and family coming from the uk yeah it's uh yeah, obviously we know it's a long way to come but it's uh you know it's a nice time of the year we think sort of yeah. to, to get out of the uk in terms of you know it's cold dark winter and stuff over there in december and um yeah nice time of the year to get married in, to get married in columbia it's, it's actually the things you find out December is peak marriage season here, so it's oh, actually really? it's quite, difficult it's quite difficult to get a venue, but we've got it all sorted. Uh, things coming together. We've got a very good wedding planner. It's been very efficient so far. So that well, that was actually tricky to find. Uh, you know, we've just an uh, anecdote here. You know, it's uh, <laughs> we wrote to various people, and the amount of people that just didn't even respond yep. to us when you say you know, and you, you know, I, I sort of look at it from a sort of business transaction side of things. Like you know, you're offering to pay people money to do you know, a server to get off you a service. And the map people just didn't even respond or didn't even get back to us. Um, it was, was was staggering, really. But in the end, we found a really, really nice guy who's been very, very helpful so far. And, uh, yeah, everything's coming together. So well, uh, a couple more months, five more months to get things. Well, five more months till the day and a couple more months to pull things together and then, uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be our big day in, in December in Cali. So excellent. And well, Cali's uh, always great to visit anyway. So all your yeah, friends from yeah. Manchester could yeah, quite an extreme change manchester yeah. to cali uh and obviously not a direct flight either so but i you always appreciate those people who come over i had a friend for my wedding back in you know way, way back in the day um 2011 i want to say um no it was more than that i'm gonna get in trouble but anyway um it, he came all the way from thailand wow 30, okay. 36 hours and he didn't want to go via the u.s because he figured coming from thailand going by the u.s going to get me in trouble going to Colombia. so he did the old way other way around uh bangkok los angeles los angeles bogota no not los angeles bangkok paris paris bogota bogota cartagena that was something that was wow. you know shows a, a good friendship there but anyway i digress second note second I hope note. The suitcase made it richard <laughs> yes it did second note second note. where's my t-shirt where's emily's t-shirt was it seven Ooh. times on the columbia calling podcast and no t-shirt to show from it well i'll sort that out that richard don't have this <laughs> work it out. We've, got, we've got a good merchandise range this year as well right. so excel <laughs> i'm a big I'm, 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 I'm overweight um yeah. I've had I've had other people give me you know people give me books. I've had a, a listener who I'd only met in person the other day gave me a Bogota 2,600 meters closer to the stars T-shirt. That was amazing. Amazing. so. Thank you to Jorge for that. So now I'm pressuring you guys, but never mind. Um, no, we need to get into your into the La Leyenda. We need to talk about this because it is amazing. You really have gone from strength to strength, and I think. Before we jump into the major good news that I saw on an email today, let's let's just talk quickly. You've expanded to the Dominican Republic. So a Colombian company, a Colombian outfit, La Leyenda, has now, you know, mountain biking has now set up set up this race in in the Dominican Republic. Tell us about that one. Uh yeah, correct, Richard. So uh, just over two months ago, uh, we were in Punta Cana, uh, Dominican Republic. Um, so that was an event that we launched towards the end of last year. It's our first event outside Colombia. So we don't, we, at that stage, we've done five editions of La Leyenda and two editions of our one-day series. And then, yeah, so we we, we met a few guys that actually came to our race. And Rowan, our race director, uh, you know, got chatting to them and we over over a couple over a year or so. And uh, basically, they we arranged to do a race over there in Punta Cana. So. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. We had just under 200 racers from 23 countries, I think it was in the end. Um, it was based out of a five-star hotel, uh, Hotel Ocean El Faro. Uh, so it was an all-inclusive race. It was very different to the sort of the race we do in Colombia. Um, it was based out of this wonderful hotel, you know, unlimited amount of food, drink, you name it. But that actually uh, added a whole different element to the, to the event in terms of we had nearly 100 supporters that came. When we say supporters... Uh, wives, families, friends, uh, husbands in, in some cases as well that came uh, to accompany their, the racer. Mm. Uh, so we had yeah, nearly 200 racers and 100 supporters. Compare that to Colombia, where our supporter program has actually grown massively as well here. But we've got 500 racers and nearly 50 supporters in two weeks' time. 
But that added a whole different dimension to the event in terms of the atmosphere around it. You know, every day at these finish lines, we had, uh, uh, I mean, I give a particular shout out to the Puerto Rican delegation. <laughs> they were just unbelievable because obviously for them, it's just a short, short yeah. flight over from for, to, 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 to Punta Cana. And they were every day, you know, a group of 20, 30 of them, you know, the loudest people, <laughs> they were there with the flags and it just added this wonderful, wonderful atmosphere to the event. So obviously you've got the races that are coming through. You've got some really fast people. You've got other people that, you know, really going up until the cutoff time every day. And for me, they're always like, it's, it's the most satisfying moment when they when they finish because you, you want them to finish. You want them to get the medal. And well, obviously the, and these these people, these supporters were just waiting for them, shouting, shouting at them with whistles, with flags. It was just wonderful. So you know, it was our first time there. Uh, we've already launched uh, the 2024 edition. We're nearly about 50% sold out as well. So it's, again, it's a multi-stage race, five stages in Punta Cana. So very, very accessible, lots of international flights, um, you know, based out of a wonderful, wonderful hotel, you know, fun for all the family effectively. There's, you know, what, how we sort of designed it was you had the race during the day or the race in the morning for the people that were racing. And then also you've got the pool, you've got all the activities at the hotel. So, you know, if if people want to see the race, they can do it. Or if they want to stay in the hotel with their kids, uh, they can do that and then see, you know, meet up with their families in the afternoon. So it worked really, really well. Wonderful atmosphere. And obviously giving us a different uh, dimension as a company. Uh, there are obviously challenges in working in another country uh, for the first time, but uh, Jordi and, Ham- and her man, our partners in Dominican Republic, were fantastic. And they've really, you know, we've got the foundations for another very, very successful event moving forward. You know, we hope to have basically, you know, double the amount of riders and supporters for next year. So it's going very well and people can sign up right now on the website for Lally and the Deborah Even. What time, what, what month is it in? Uh, that's in May. That's the uh, next yeah. year's dates are the 6th to the 10th of May, 2024. So that's La Leyenda del Caribe in Punta Cana. People can sign up right now on the website. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, packages, um, the all-inclusive packages, obviously for races, but also for supporters as well. And people can pay uh, payment plans. So it's all very flexible. Um, but it's, I mean, we had a lot of, um, we had a lot of Colombian riders that came over, but also because Punta Cana is more of an international destination, I suppose, you know, um, that, you know, a lot of, especially uh, for people from North America. Um, you know, it was, you know, just the exposure that the race got in the hotel, um, something I picked up on. There were loads of Brits. Uh, I think there was a Tui, um, a Tui flight that came in twice a week. Uh, so we had like loads of people from Manchester and Liverpool, where, you know, where I'm from. And they're like, so this is a race. You, you're from Manchester. <laughs> this is a mountain bike race. Yeah. But you do this race in Cologne. They just sort of couldn't put it together. So I know uh, it was amazing to speak to these people. Just great exposure for you know for the whole brand really, mm. and uh, you know excellent addition to what we do. You know, as in addition to Colombia and our events here, addition you know another event overseas, and you know we know in future we we definitely be interested in investigating other locations as well. Obviously, it takes time. You have to build trust and contacts, and you know we all we don't want to do anything by half. So we want to, if we want to, if you're going to do these things. You have to do it properly and with the right, you know, all, all the logistics that would become sort of uh, recognised for. You have to do the same thing over there. So, um, but no, absolutely fantastic event, great for the company, and uh, yeah, bigger and better next year as we as we always say. I, I, what I love about this is it's it, it's really different. I mean, it's really different from the Columbia offering, and you know, because it really does it tethers into a holiday, as you say, family and friends coming down. I could see, uh, but how does it differ in terms of uh, the multi-stage section i mean do, what is i don't even know i don't know the dominican republic at all uh, i i have plans i mean i know it's not far one day i'll guess i'll take my family my kids out for a beach holiday and so on but what's the geography like there i mean because you know when you do your la leyenda here in colombia there are mountains volcanoes uh you know you're you're going through everything uh dominican republic must be different uh, ge- geographically yeah it, yeah very different but also as well it, i mean it's, it's something that really surprised me is you know i i had this image before i went of it just going to be really flat not at all there are mountains the, the highest mountain in the dominican republic actually is over three thousand meters we didn't we didn't oh. go there we were, on the, we were around the punta cana area um but there were mountains i think the highest point was a couple hundred meters but there were stages with you know at the, oh, well over a thousand meters of climbing to put it into comparison, in Colombia, we generally would have in a day 2,000 meters of climbing, so not as much, yeah. but still challenging. And I think that's something that surprised me from the reaction and the feedback we got from races, that it was still a very challenging event. 
there was one day, the middle day, uh, the Wednesday, where people, it was a 30K time trial effectively on the beach. And people thought, oh, yeah, this is basically the easiest day. And it turned out to be uh, the most challenging day because they've had a very, uh, the dry season has been drier than normal. I'm not sure uh, if it's for climate change or something like that. But anyway, uh, much drier season in the past. And that made the sand, you know, it just wasn't compact at all. So effectively 30K on the beach just turned into sort of not treacherous conditions at all, but just very, very challenging. A lot of people had to, um, you know, it was just that sort of really soft sand. Yeah. And that was the most challenging day uh, by far. But people, you know, when they when they finished it, the event is about that. It's not about, you know, sort of the goal and yeah, nothing. It's not meant to be easy. So um, it, it was definitely different um, in terms of the whole geography of the places that we, you know, we went through uh, compared to Colombia. But still lots of mountains, lots of sugarcane, uh, lots of coffee as well, you know. So, um, um, yeah, different, but uh, very, very tropical. I'd say that's the main yeah. the main difference was in terms of like just the humidity. It was much more like being on the Colombian coast, obviously, you know, uh, Cartena, Barranquilla, that sort of humidity. That was... Um, but not 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 oppressively hot. It was definitely challenging uh, for the races. But I mean, again, the vast majority finished, which for us that's always a barometer. You know, we don't want to put an event on where no one can finish the whole thing. It has to be achievable. It has yeah. to be a challenge, of course, but achievable. We want people to finish. Uh, they become legends, as you know, as we always say in a Larry Ender event. And uh, you know, it was wonderful to finish on uh, stage four on Playa Lava Cama, about uh, what an hour from Punta Cana. Oh, just, I mean, idyllic. It really was an idyllic finish, you know. Uh, crystal blue, Caribbean sea, white sandy beaches, uh, you know, everyone having beers. It was sort of what we imagined. And, uh, you know, it takes a long time to put these events together and you have a vision. But to see, you know, everyone smiling at the end of the race in sort of a Caribbean picture-perfect, uh, picture-perfect postcard view sort of thing was 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 a wonderful experience. Amazing. I, I... I'm just thinking about that that stretch on the sand. You said 30 kilometers on the sand. That's not yeah. that yeah. because of the dry season, it was more, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, you know, obviously I've run on sand and I can only think of how difficult that is. And then I mean 30 kilometers cycling on that kind of uh, terrain. Yeah, yeah. I can I can imagine there was some sweat and there was some tears on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Having said that, when they, because we always test our route before, obviously, any races do it. And when Rowan and Diego and Jordi, the team, did it back in January, they actually did that stage really quickly. So we just didn't expect it to be so, uh, you know, the condition to change so much. It's just one of those things that happen in mountain biking and any outdoor sport, you're sort of at the, you know, at the behest of the conditions that you have, really. So, And and uh, the other thing that I think is, is obviously kind of head and shoulders, of, you know, uh, above us here in Colombia is of course the infrastructure yeah the infrastructure the the tourism infrastructure and I would say perhaps the open-mindedness to to hosting something of this event you know hostings because Dominican Republic you know obviously it has industries other ones I know it's got coffee I know it's got bananas I know it's got you know there's other things and but tourism is the big is the is is the big package so anything directed at this gets the full attention from uh let's say the the, the authorities uh, involved i mean you must have had i i know you had people who are trustworthy people who you, you you know you relied on but i i would also imagine that let's say the tourism board or the sporting board or whomever just went yeah we want to do this um Yes, I know, Richard. Not at the moment. We did. We got a bit of support, but not as much as we thought we would get. But we know we're already working on that for next year. Mm. Um, so I'd say what we what we have, uh, what what they have there, and what we've got there with with the event is it's like a differential differential product, differential product. Sorry, compared to you know if you, um, people we spoke to, if you can, they can they compete a lot with Cancun. Uh-huh. So they're looking at very much at sort of I'd say like. What we call like the long dollar or something, aren't they? They 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 want people to come back and they want be, they want different activities uh, for people when they visit. So I mean, just going on the main strip in Punta Cana and you see, you know, you're going past Nickelodeon Hotel, Hard Rock Hotel. They all, they've got all huge golf courses. I think they have uh, some big golfing events and tennis yeah. events, but mountain biking they don't. So we know it, it opens a market to a different, uh, you know, different different clientele, uh, different demographic of people. So the hotel we stayed in, that's what they definitely saw. Uh, in terms of we're there in May, which is low season. Um, so 
the hotels, and I'm not sure exactly the, the figures, but, you know, these hotels, obviously, you know, in the North American winter, uh, basically full all the time. Uh, but when it gets to spring, summertime, they're not that full at all. And they obviously have hurricane season further uh, later in the year. So for, for us to be able to take uh, 300 people and fact, effectively fill, I mean, our ho- the hotel we stayed in, Ocean Elf had a thousand rooms. So we had a you know good good percentage of the hotel, but it's just, it's scale. That was the thing I really took away, just a scale of, of tourism over there. It's just another another level, you know, unless mm. when you see these all-inclusive hotels and the amount of people that arrive every day in the air, uh, to come to Canada International Airport from all over the world, and they they come, they stay at these hotels. Some people never even leave the hotel. Yeah. Uh, so that was different for us to sort of uh, be in one of these hotels and sort of get people to you know, see the area and see the you know see the see the, the local scenery and uh, that which I don't think happens as much with with you know the sort of standard tourists that would visit Punta Cana. And it's uh, I mean now if we shift on to the Columbia one, which is in you know it's it's coming up now. We'll get the date from you in a second, but uh, it's a very different. It's a very different there, I think, because you were, I mean, you started off in the coffee zone in towns which perhaps didn't have the infrastructure, the hotel infrastructure, or they had it and you offered different categories of uh, of accommodation and so on. So very different indeed. I mean, you, for the Dominican, you kind of go, all right, you're here. This is the hotel. It's all inclusive. You've got the food. You've got the accommodation. Your families are here. They've got the pool, the tennis courts. But as you said, you know, the Columbia one, only sort of 50 fans coming along with the with the with the cyclists themselves and and then a, a completely different environment for them and i think but i mean we have to obviously applaud what you've done because you've really opened up a lot of these different towns to a different sport you know and new it's not just road cycling it's just mountain biking um so we let's get in let's get into it what what's the date or when does this start this this next uh, leyenda Okay, so Larienda, well, Lake Larienda, well, sorry, Larienda 2023 uh, starts on Monday, the 24th of July. So just under two weeks' time from where we're speaking now. And it, it's five days, five stages now uh, until Friday, the 28th of July. So this year we're based in the Department of Caldas. Um, so we're back where we were uh, for the last time with the, with a full, full stage race since 2019. It's great to be back. Uh, you know, wonderful, wonderful department. Uh, fantastic scenery. Uh, we start and finish in the city of Manizares, uh, and then we sort of yeah. The the, the route is a two hundred and eighty five kilometer route over five days. Uh, goes all sort of around the west uh, southwestern side of the department up uh, to the north of Manizares. Uh, the personal highlight for me on the route is Neira, uh, the wonderful uh, little coffee town about half an hour from Manizares, where uh, you know we know we're going to have probably that day on the final climb. Three four thousand fans on that fight. It is wow. a spec. You know, it's I, I call it the best kilometer in world mountain biking. No <laughs> other race. I mean, com- what we do compared what Lalienda does to other events around the world. Most events, uh, you know, take place outside of, outside of cities in fields where there aren't that many people. Uh, you know, the best thing that we've got in Colombia is is the towns. You know, the passion for cycling. Um, so you know, we take the race to the people effectively. And you know that that last climb, it's probably. Uh, 500 it's nearly a kilometer climb but probably gradients you know 25 30 percent if there's any cyclists that are listening they'll know that's steep and you know we just fill that fill that climb with fans basically so uh you know there'll be thousands of people and they'll be cheering the cyclists up uh up that climb you have to remember that basically all the cyclists that take part are amateurs yeah. they will probably never experienced anything like this in their life so you know to go from sort of cycling through you know idyllic colombian countryside uh, you know, amazing views, coffee, coffee plantations, little quaint towns, and just find this sort of wall of noise mm-hmm. uh, to the finish line for stage four in there. That's going to be a special, special occasion. That's what I'm most looking forward to. We've been there twice previously in 2018 and 2019 in Nero, and the reception's being, you know, overwhelming. So I'm sure it'll be even better this time. Now we're back in the department after after a break of a couple of years. And And how many people have you got signed up this time? Um, yeah, so we, this is our biggest addition today. Um, quite simply, that, 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 that's uh, 500 racers wow. from 27 countries. I mean, I was looking at the country list yesterday. You know, we've got uh, all over Latin America. We've got our first ever racer from Latvia coming over. Uh, you know, Puerto Ricans, Netherlands, Belgium, France. I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, uh, some Australians. We had some Australians back in 2017, uh, but not this is our first time we've welcomed uh, people from literally the other side of the world uh, for, for six years. So it's, mm. 
it's, you know, when you look at the racers and you see where people come from, you know, some of these people signed up, this is a, some of the people signed for the race pre-COVID, mm. um, you know, with it's effectively in a four, four year journey for some people to come um, as well as the training sacrifices that go in, go into it, you know, if they're coming with, with their family and so on. I mean, it's uh, it really is a, you know, a, a, you know, that the goal for a lot of these people to, uh, not not just a year ago. You're talking, you know, it's uh, they've been working up to this for maybe a couple of years in some cases. So it's it's uh, you know, really is a, a, a spectacle. And is there is there any live broadcasting so we can follow it? Ooh, well, we have been working on something. We uh, we, we're in the final. Uh, we, we I mean, we are obviously live every day on our own channels. Mm. Uh, people can find us on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. We're live every day on Instagram during the race, Ladienda MTB, and we did. You know, we really go. Um, put a big effort into that because we know a lot of people, uh, families that can't attend the event, they want to see their uh, husband, wife, or girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, you know, in the race. So people can watch that every day, Ladley and the MTV on Instagram. Um, and we're also, there will be, there will be press coverage during the, during the races, there always is. Um, we are working on a, some live coverage in the last sort of negotiations. I can't say anything yet. Uh, <laughs> you know, these things always take, take the time in Colombia, but, and that's something what we really, we really want to work on, you know, for, you know, that's that's we what we have to show the race to more people. Uh, that's what you know. The, what we're trying to show is Colombia. Um, you know, that's what we've got. You know, five hundred riders, fifty supporters come in. That that's with our that's as just supporters with our own package. There are hundreds more supporters that come independently, and thousands in in cases like Neira. We've got one hundred and fifty staff, so you know hmm. we know like um, you know this is this is a big event. Last year, we estimated the economic impact was uh, for the week's race one and a half million dollars. Wow. So we know this is a significant, uh, has a significant economic impact mm-hmm. in the areas we visit. Um, you know, what we talk about in Punta Cana, it's all sort of very much centralised in the hotel. In Colombia, it's the opposite. We want people yeah. to come to the towns and the cities, get out there, spend money, go to the bars, go to the restaurants, make it a proper occasion. And that's what we, you know, we spend a lot of time doing that, going to these towns and and villages. We've got um, Jose, I'll give him a mention. Jose, our, one of the guys that does our route, he goes around the towns and villages Every single week for about two months before the race, just handing flyers out, talking to uh, talking to local schools, talking to the mayors in these towns, because and that and we see the results of that in the race, and that's what that's what we have to show that the passion for cycling in Colombia. And you, when you tell people about it, they come out and they support. That's one of the wonderful things we have here. And and importantly, you, on your press team, you've got Daisy. Oh, day, yeah, day, yeah, day. <laughs> uh, it's kind of our head of press. I mean, she is a you know wonderful, wonderful journalist. I mean, just hearing her stories back in the you know what she did back in the day, you know, reporting on all sorts of things. Uh, you know, when you say, "Oh, who was the most interesting person you interviewed?" She says, uh, "The Pope or Fidel Castro." Or, right? <laughs> you just uh, take us, you just just be quiet and listen. And you know, yeah, yeah she's a wonderful person. Great with the words. You know, we're always always on message, of course, and just. Uh, that's a big part of what we're doing. We're not just showing, uh, you know, it's not just the one week of the race. We're trying to, uh, obviously, you know, from Valadienda's point of view, 2024. Um, but it's about Colombia, which we want mm. people to come here. And it's all, we make a big, a big effort to have, you know, our media in both Spanish and English. Mm. It's all, it's the international reach of the race. As I said, 27 countries. Every year there's different countries represented. So it's, um, this podcast, this is a big part of it, you know, trying to get out to as many people as possible and show the wonderful scenery that, you know, this, that, I mean, you, you take it for granted. You're in a department like Caldas. You've got a volcano on one side, you've got a tropical, uh, tropical, um, or not a forest, but you've got the Calca River on the other side. You've got the wonderful towns, all the coffee plantations. It really is a, uh, an amazing place to work, and it's our office, so it's a privilege to say that. And also a benefit, well, no, Daisy, of course, I'm going to get on the podcast at some point to talk about Fidel Castro and others. But no, the other thing I want to talk about is, fortunately, the uh, volcano, Nevado del Ruiz, the uh, the sort of, uh, it, it it's no longer at, you know, major risk of an eruption. Because, of course, that would have affected you. Um, yes and no, Richard. Our route, we actually didn't plan to go up the volcano this year. Um, we were sticking toward the western side of, of, um, of the department. A reason for that was because we we launched registrations for the race before the location. Mm. So obviously, the, to go up to the volcano is climbing to what four thousand meters or so. I mean, personally for me, I've got asthma, and if I signed up for an event mm. and then you then say, "Oh, you're going to climb up to altitude," I wouldn't like that personally. So that was something we considered. We thought, no, we've launched 
you know, our tickets, our entrances for the event, um, but without without announcing the location because we were still uh, in negotiations when we launched at the end of the race last year. Um, so we didn't plan to go to the volcano anyway. Um, but obviously, you know, we have to consider that. We've got a one-day race as well next February, which we've just, you know, made Laddie and the series Manizades because of the volcano situation. Um, you know, we, we, we wanted to go to the volcano, but it's very difficult to plan a route around one of the world's most uh, active volcanoes at the moment. In the past, we've gone up there. We went up there in 2019 and got the most unbelievable um, footage you could imagine. It was like going to the moon. If people go on our YouTube channel, they'll see the videos. And it was unbelievable, probably the greatest day in the history of La Leyenda in terms of, in terms of racing, in terms of scenery. But at the moment, we know it's a bit, you know, you, just, you can't plan. So uh, for our one-day race next year, for obviously we know that, the five-day race is a commitment. People have to train over over months. Um, obviously, there's bigger financial implications and work and stuff like that. But we do have a one-day race as well, La Leyenda Series, which is in February 2024, and the registration is open right now on the website for that. Um, for anyone that wants to, you know, if they've just bought a mountain bike a week ago, they could do that event. Um, so that's what we we try. We don't just let want La Leyenda to be about the, you know, one multi-stage race in Colombia. It's about taking it overseas in terms of La Leyenda del Caribe. It's about the one-day race in terms of Laddie in the series. So it's uh, it's all about making the brand more accessible physically and financial and financially for as many people as possible. How how long in distance is the one-day race? Uh, the one-day race. So we have we have two routes. We have basically the Traversia or the ride route, which is approximately 30 kilometers. So the whole idea is that we make that for someone that's starting out mountain biking, they can, you know, buy a bike, do a couple of weeks or okay, a month or so of training, and you can finish that you can finish that event. It gives you sort of a taste of what it's about, the logistics involved, you know, you know, we give you the full support in terms of, uh, you know, aid stations and all, like basically make it like a day in La Rienda. Mm -hmm. Then we also have the more demanding route, which is the Carrera or the race route, which is generally about double the distance. And we try and make that so it would be like a day in La Rienda effectively. Uh, so it's more demanding, obviously it's more competitive. Uh, the prizes are, you know, if people win, you know, we, they they um, receive a, um, like vouchers towards the towards the main event. Um, so that's what we do, Laddie in the series. It's gone really, really well. We had a thousand people in our first event in twenty twenty one in Cali. When we did it last year in Caldas as well, we had one thousand five hundred people, and we're hoping for about two thousand people next February. So it's it's a great way of getting the brand out to more people. Um, still, you know, a lot of work goes into it. Even though it's only one day, it's a lot of work that goes into it from our team. Yeah. Um, but it's. Uh, it's a great event and the most satisfying thing for us, I'd say, as a team or for me personally, is when we see people that start off in the one-day event and they're like, oh, this is cool. So we've had people that have started off with the, the ride event, the next time they've done the race in the same in the next one-day event, and then a year later they've signed up for the multi-stage race. So you can sort of see them graduating through the various events of the company. It's obviously great for us, you know, from a business. Obviously, we, you know, we're keeping our customers, they like what we do. But to see them personally, when they finish and go, oh, yeah, this is cool. I want to do the main event next year. I want to do the five-day event. Um, so that's really, really satisfying for us as a, as a, as a you know, as a lad as a brand. Okay. Well, here we go. I may try and do the February one day, the 30 kilometers. I'm yeah, overweight. You're very much welcome. I've got bad knees. But it's something that interests me, and I do. On the, I know it's not a lot, and I know it's on a road. But here in Bogota, I try and do, you know, between thirty and forty kilometers each Sunday. So, I mean, there's something there. There's something. My, I used to be very athletic, but you know, things have gotten away, uh, and and everything else. I'm going to try for February now. But it means I need to buy a bike too. I've got I've got a road bike, but I need a I, I will need a motor bike. But I'm not against it, and that's now something. So watch this space, everyone. <laughs> I had no, one more question. Uh, you've got I I got an email from La Leyenda this morning and it's saying something about a company called Lake Cycling from the Netherlands. I, this is huge news. Tell us. Yes, Richard, it is huge news. So this is Lake Cycling based uh, based out of Holland, based out of Eindhoven. So they are our brand new title sponsor. So this is the first time in the history of La Leyenda since 2016 where we've got a, an international title sponsor. Lake Cycling, they make some of the finest uh, cycling shoes around. Uh, they're very, very specific on the fit of their shoes. Um, so obviously we're we're a mountain bike cycling event and they see us as just being the ideal fit to expand their reach in Latin America, which is is great for us. It's great for us as a race to have uh, the confidence of 
you know, a company that they they believe in us. So Bob and Christian, the owners in in the Netherlands, they've basically said, yeah, we want to, we really believe in you and we want to back you. So they're our new title sponsor. Brian, a race founder, visited uh, visited them in April and sort of you know had, had a chat with them. They they've supported us. They supported us last year when uh, we made some bespoke shoes. They supported us in Punta Cana as well. They got some shoes over at the last minute for the for the racers. And also for our staff, so we're very grateful, grateful for that support. And now, yeah, they want to, you know, expand on that support. And we're working on on some very, very excited things uh, with Lake. And it's just fantastic to have people believing us because we know Colombia. You know, we've got all the potential here. There's challenges, as we know, to do doing business in Colombia. But when you have people that from the outside, they think, yeah, oh, these are good guys. Uh, they're trustworthy. They, they, you know, they stick to their word. Um, yeah, so we're very, very grateful to Lake's support, and they're our, our brand new title sponsor, which was announced uh, this morning as we're speaking. So this is now Lake Leyenda. How, how do you yeah. put it? Yeah. Uh, they were, so they've acquired naming rights. It's Lake La Leyenda del Dorado moving forward. Um, so they, uh, their name goes in front of La Leyenda. That's how important it is for us and important it is for them. So Lake Cycling, their shoes are available around the world, uh, really, really are, you know, the finest shoes I've got two pairs personally yeah. and they're just, they're just great shoes um great shoes made by a really a uh, really really good company that uh, that believe in us and believe in Colombia. so it's a great endorsement for everything we've done not just you know over the last year or so but since 2016 this is what we've been building towards you know you're always working on the contacts and speaking to people and some things work out some things don't but uh to get it over the line uh, i know we're very very proud as a company and it's uh, a big a big a big moment in the history of the race well, I, I apologize if you're a Manchester United fan, but this for me is like, uh, and I'm not a City fan, but it's like the Emirates for the City Stadium, isn't it? It definitely is, Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, naming, you, naming rights. Naming rights. Yeah, yes. naming rights. Are you a United fan? I'm a Manchester United fan, so that's a bit of a sore topic at the moment. Yeah. After so what I apologize for bringing that up, but it's the, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. equivalent for you. Of being, yeah. you know, that's that's amazing. So listen, I mean, there's so much going on. You might be the busiest man in Colombia right now with all these different uh, things going on. And addition to that, the a wedding in December. Um, so let's, I, this has been a fantastic episode, really celebrating the success story since 2016 to the current date, obviously with, you know, a hiatus during um covid what was that covid yeah so so there was a pandemic back there but um but that's it i mean this is a success story and to all your team as you say you've got 150 staff come you know working for you in the next couple of weeks uh 24th of july it kicks off 24th to 28th i will of course put up all the links on our uh, social media so that people might be able to check it out hopefully we can get you know more cyclists more bikers to sign up who've listened to the podcast not just your our, our favorite canadian um, <laughs> and i've got his name written down um uh, tony Brilliant. van marken uh not just him and and i'm sure that daisy who is a an absolute journalism juggernaut will get you much more press as well because you know uh, she and i have uh have had a chat over beers with Brian, your again founder, and the stories that come out uh, as as you know the stories when she's before she started uh, having a beer are great, but once she gets some beer in her, the stories are incredible. <laughs> it goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dave, thank you so much. Remind us of the website. Um, yes, yeah, so the website is uh, la-leyenda.com. Uh, people can follow us on all the social media channels as well. Instagram is the most active. La Leyenda MTB on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter as well, and TikTok as well now. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, any races that are interested in our 2024 edition. Uh, registrations open on the 33rd, 31st of July, so the Monday after the race at 9 a.m. on the website. The big difference now is we used to be a pair race, but we're now a single rider race, so there's no need for a partner to sign up. Um, so places are limited. We actually had a pre-launch amongst our, uh, our current races, and that went very, very well a few weeks ago. So, um, yeah, people can can sign up in a couple of weeks' time for the 2024 edition, which will be in Caldas as well. Uh, so see all the see all the uh, check out all the footage on social media, YouTube as well. All, all our videos are there for not just La Leyenda but Caribe and series as well. And it's just been a, a mammoth effort from the team of the last couple of years. I mean, uh, yeah from everyone so it's a, a huge moment for us to be building up for this race so i mean brian roan diego andrea uh, patricia isabella juana and laura you know it's a big team now the seven of us full-time that get this get this going each year 
And uh, yeah, we're ready to go. And 10 days time, we'll be in Manizadas, ready to welcome 500 races from 27 countries for the legendary America's MTB race. Amazing. Amazing. Listen, listen, congratulations to you and all the team, Brian, and all of those you've mentioned. And of course, all of the unmentioned and the racers. It's it's an incredible story, this. I love good news stories and I love being able to share them here on, on the podcast. And 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 that's and that's what it's all about. So let me just say thank you to Dave Proctor of La Leyenda or Lake La Leyenda. Uh it has been, as always, a real pleasure having you back on the show for this, the seventh or eighth. I'll go through it and find out the seventh or eighth time you've been on it um and you know to think that we had you on in 2015 sort of talking through it and telling us about you cycling across america back in the day and now look at you you give you you were a teacher you you know you're full-time now la leyenda you're no longer a teacher uh we've i, I feel like i've watched i've watched you grow up <laughs> you'll make me cry richard soon yeah no, it's, no it's, it's, yeah. you've you got to reflect and you reflect on the journey and it's yeah, uh, yeah well, so it's, so celebrate it anyway so thank you again dave this has been episode uh 478 thank you for everyone tuning in and please check out their website and sign up if you are you know so inclined uh and uh yeah uh, if you want to support us, please, that's on patreon.com forward slash Columbia Calling. Uh, Dave, you're a supporter. Brian's a supporter. Thank you both for that. And indeed, of course, anybody else out there, it's uh, always very much appreciated. So that's us signing off for this week. We'll be back next week. I've got some people uh, lined up and uh, we're hoping to do some more about the peace processes and, of course, travel in Colombia in coming months. So that's me signing off. Now listen to some messages from our sponsors and goodbye. The Columbia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by... BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own just complete the form on the columbia calling website that's www.columbiacalling.co or the bnb columbia tours website that's www.bnbcolombia.com and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive colombian adventure so that's bnbcolombia.com and latin news Com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors.